Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, it's me, Nikki. Welcome to the show. It's Nikki Glazer Podcast. Um, I'm doing pretty good. It's Thursday when you're listening to this, if you downloaded it right away. It's actually Tuesday in our world. Just want to be Uh-oh. totally honest with ye. I, I can't lie. I can't be like, because what if like a mass shooting happens? I mean, like 18 mass shootings will happen between now and Thursday, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if a, like a big one, you know? I saw some <laughs> meme that said like, I went to a support group for people, bereaved parents. And there was a woman that said, I lost my son five school shootings ago. And it was Friday. And it was like, why Damn. would she say it like that? I, I just don't believe that she said it like that. You know what I mean? When people try to be super poignant and you go, I don't know that this bereaved parent who lost her kid two days ago is going to make some like political statement with her grief. Right. Something you know? memeable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always love to meme when I'm crying. Uh, when I'm, I think when that's I'm a stage of grief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's <laughs> the seventh stage. How many stages? Yes. What are the stages I, of grief? Okay, Anya's here. Brian is here. No one's in studio with me. Noah's in Arizona. I just want to set the stage for y'all. Um, yeah, the stages of grief are denial, denial, uh, anger, yep, depression. Um, Wallowing? oh, depression. Uh, yeah, memes. Elevation. Mushrooms? No, that's rice. No, it's. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of the, the where you stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> yeah, those are the last oh, yes. three. Rice is that like the brat diet? Bananas? No, that's rice. the rice thing. Is what you do if you like injure your leg. Oh. It's like rest, 
Ice, ice, ice compression, 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 elevate, and elevation. Ah. Yeah, yes. yeah. We could be doctors, um, you guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what don't we know? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. What's the final stage? Um, is acceptance. acceptance. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And what are the other ones, Noah? It says bargaining. I never heard Whoa, of bargaining. That's where my you go. Favorite Come on. One. That's my favorite yeah. one. Is this Kubler Ross? Does it have to be this way? Maybe I can do something to fix it. Yes. And then finally, yes. they always say no. They never say well, yes. Well, the other night, Anya and I were texting about something that we were either she was upset about or I was upset about. And I said, I just said, you just got to accept something. Oh, yeah. And she was like, acceptance is the answer to all of your problems. And that really stuck with me. It's like, it really is the answer to all of it. And then Anything. I said it in the what about Bob voice. Have you guys seen? Oh, I don't know that. I mean, yes, I do remember (laughs) that movie, but I remember him just like tied to a mast of a ship. (laughs) I remember like certain things about movies. It's when Dreyfus Dreyfus gives Bill Murray. uh, Yes, he gives him a prescription because he's so fed up with him at this point. He keeps stalking the family. And then he's like, here. And he writes a prescription. It says, take a vacation from your problems. Then Bill Murray goes, Take a vacation, and then he meets him on problems. vacation. <laughs> yes, right. well, he's already there at Lake Winnipesaukee. I don't remember wow. a lot of my life or who I was friends with in high school, but I remember weird snippets of "What About Bob." You probably watched that movie a lot, though. I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. What about Anya? What is she? What was she going through at this time? <laughs> a breakup or two? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Acceptance is it. I mean, it's like yeah. Uh, you just want to get to that stage of grief, though. I don't know that I've um, I've grieved that much in my life. I think I just like skip to like skip it all. I just go. I just don't even want to. Oh, uh, I grieve every day. I grieve you, about things that haven't today? happened yet. I mm. grieve. I grieve for the deaths of the future deaths of all things uh, oh, yeah. that I love, and I, yeah. and I feel like it's that's not good because all day I'm just I'm just sad and anxious, and I wonder why. You yes. Know, so at some point, and I I've never learned to accept anything. I will fight against the reality of the universe until my dying breath i will never accept it are you always disappointed in yourself like that's how that's for me acceptance is about more myself than others or like the idea of death like i kind of every so often i turn to chris on the couch and i just go god we have to fucking die someday yeah is that suck like wait a second we really like we are gonna die we're gonna be dead and like it just seems like oh it's just a lot of work to even like he him dying is gonna be a lot of work for me i have to like go find an outfit of all black that like shows that i'm respectful but that i'm gonna like maybe i'll meet someone there have you let him know how much he's putting you out by potentially dying i mean he he promised me he was gonna die at 33 that was always what he said or maybe it wasn't 33 37 and i used to scream at him yeah, he was 32 when I met him, and I, st- I said, stop saying that. Um, but No, that is the worst part about die. death is just how inconvenient it is for everybody. Yeah. I, I mean, mean it, it really is. That's what keeps me from killing myself quite often. I mean, it's one of my jokes is that anytime I've even th- really thought about taking that step off the building or whatever it is, like the next step that would lead to the step, to, I just go, I can't do this to people. And not that it's going to make everyone so sad. I really don't want my mom to have to clean my room. She did that for 30 years of my life. I mean, she, my mom has cleaned my room my whole life. And I just don't, she's already grieving. Don't put her through that. And, I, yeah. and there's no way I'm going to do it beforehand. So I keep living. You have anything hidden that you wouldn't want discovered? I am kind of an open book. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, I have no secrets. My journal is literally an open book that I leave out in highlight sections so my mom will read it and she'll understand my pain. That was the you biggest understatement hide. of 2023. <laughs> I am what? kind of an open book. I am. And it's some. you should have some secrets. You got to have a secret. You should... Make okay, I gotta one. get one. Because then when Let your mom's cleaning your room, Tell she us. can be like, oh my God, Nikki <laughs> yeah. was a scuba diver instructor? You know, something oh, like right. that. Like a, a, a separate life, like a thing, yeah. I, a skill I have. No, if I have any skill, I'm letting people know. That's how I have value is that I have things that I can do that other people can't. And that's how I uh, esteem myself. But okay, so you get sad about, I get sad about people like having to die. Do you ever get... Do you ever have to accept like, well, this is as far as I'm going to make it in life. Like, I'm never going to be that. Like, Chris and I were recently talking about um, this idea of like, I really, I've talked about in therapy so much Taylor Swift. Like, as much as I love Taylor Swift, seeing her and finding out that she's coming out with a book probably in July that's going to be like 500 pages. I'm just like, I can't imagine. I I just will never live up to what she is. And most people don't need to have the idea that they can live up to the artist they love the most. But I do. Like, I want to be in that ballpark. And I'm just not. And I get further away every accomplishment she has. And I struggle with it. And I was telling Chris this, that, you know, there's... like letting go of things in life you'll never get to do. And he said that he had to let go recently of dunking. He'll never oh, dunk. <laughs> and like he could have dunked. I mean, there are guys that have like a strong enough vertical at the yeah. at, at his height that could dunk at five nine. Chris could dunk if he t- t- trained correctly. Oh, yeah. But he at or his forty one year old body. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He'll never dunk probably. And he's to he let go of hoop. that. He did yeah. lower the, the, there was a lowered hoop at this gym he was at and, and it was for kids and he dunked on it and he did dunk that, but he okay. said it was so embarrassingly low, <laughs> but I said, well, that's dunking an analogy. That's is an analogy the perfect for analogy life. to fertility. I will never dunk. If I let this go until I'm 43, mama, no dunk, dunk. I, like, I'm not going to ever dunk. Like, men have to No, men you're not even, you won't even thing. be a mama. You can't even say that phrase. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ma- She's going to be a no like, dunk. I'm going to be daughter. Like daughter's not dunking. Um, <laughs> and America runs on dunking. Oh, I know it's, it's waiting for that. Ah, well, it's. It, 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 it was a funny. Compa- it was funny to me, the comparison, because. Dunking is, I think, a kind of symbol of masculinity or strength that men kind of, I mean, is to you, Brian, is, was dunking a thing that you wanted to do? No, but I think, you know, you have a lesson to learn here, which is that maybe you need to lower the hoop because mm-hmm. you could have a baby and just immediately give it up for adoption. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do to I lower the hoop on this. I'm talking about fertility. I want to still be fertile. Uh, I don't want a baby though. And that will be uh, taken from me. My ability to house a child in a womb is going to be stolen from me uh, soon. And that bothers me because I want to be able to do anything I want to do at any time, even though I don't want to do it. I still want to be able to do it. I don't understand that. I can't understand. But you do because you'll never be able to. Uh, Can you dunk? No, no, I can't dunk. I'll, I'll never be able to dunk. Is there something you've let go of? Of like, I wish I could do this, and I'll never get to do this. No, and or like I, think, I want to be. I want to maybe be able to train to do that someday, but not right now. But then you're like, wait, I'm too old to even train to do it. I haven't experienced that yet. I think for two reasons. Wow. One is I just never, I never give up. 
And number two, like I always, and number two is I have very low expectations. So it's a lot like Taylor Swift where she's on stage and people are cheering for her and she's like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, guys, thank you. I feel like that sometimes where it's like, I can't even believe I can, like I'm trying to play piano and it's like, sometimes I'm like, I can't even believe I can play a scale. And so I feel and good you get about proud just of that. Yourself. Yes, because you're you're lowering the hoop. I lowered the hoop. I lowered the hoop on all things. Well, Brian, one of the most endearing stories of Brian to ever be told was his quest to learn how to dance. Have we talked about this on the podcast? No, no. Oh my God! Yeah. Brian Frangi realized at the age of I'm going to say 27. How old were you back then? This was when we were starting Not Safe. Yeah, you were living with Tim Convy, my boyfriend's brother. And why did you want to learn how to dance? You didn't know how to dance at a party or like if you were to encounter music at a concert, you had no clue what to do with it. Yeah, I really was pathetic. I would Mm. look embarrassing and it all happened. One day I went to my (laughs) friend's wedding and a one of my friend's wives saw me dancing and laughed at me. And I was so embarrassed. That'll do it. Yeah, I was so embarrassed. And I was like, what was she making fun of? What were you up to when you were dancing um, out there? Did were you free and then she ruined your freedom? Like, were you already self-conscious? You know what? If I was free, I would be fine with it. But instead, I was trying and I was bad. Uh, And that is like You're probably already looking for people to make fun of you. So when she caught you, you probably looked guilty. And then she took that as a sign of, oh, I'm going to mock this. She actually has apologized since then, even though I don't even think it's that person. Oh. She remembered laughing at me at a wedding. And then she came many years <laughs> later and apologized. a different person than you remember laughing. You're like, there are more than one. <laughs> it wasn't even it was her like that was JFK's laughing at me. assassination. She was over on the grassy knoll. She was on the grassy knoll. <laughs> the, the there was somebody was in the book the... depository yeah, yeah. laughing at me. Okay, uh, so but you it goes went back to even further. Yeah. It oh, goes back even further to when I what was... Year? When I was in high school, I uh, used to, or even younger, I used to do this mm. thing called the punch dance, oh, which no. was we can all basi- imagine what that is. <laughs> yeah, which is basically I, I would just be like spazzing out, <laughs> punching yeah. as fast as I can, out of control. And then, would, would you do that as a comic th- relief type thing? People would laugh, obviously, or were you? Yeah, was that but just- it became like you, you ever see like I think it's from the Goonies where there's that one kid chunk. And they all go like, do the chunk thing, chunk thing. And then, yes. So, like, he would do it and he would get laughs, but it was like, you know, laughing at him. Yeah. And so I had my friends who knew about the punch dance and they were laughing with me, but it got to the point where, you know, everybody. That's all you knew. Yeah. And so, like, at my prom or at my prom. God, uh, I bet you have a great story surrounding your prom, too. <laughs> and the date you picked and the one that said no. Uh, I actually do, but the, but of I'm going to focus in on yeah, so we'll the, focus. Sorry. the punch dance. Uh, I was at the prom and a, a, a chant began, do the punch dance. <gasps> and I had a decision to make. A circle Popular. formed. They said, do <laughs> oh, the punch dance. Circle. And I was <laughs> like, this is like, you know, dance oh. prostitution. This is like, I'm going to sell my you dignity. You had a decision to make. Yeah. And I chose to do the punch dance. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> yeah, I Are did they it. yelling punch, Brian, punch, yeah. punch? And they're all laughing at me and they're all pointing and all the popular kids are like, I don't even know what this is. That was the most embarrassing oh, part. Oh, God. I'm just like, I have this little circle halfway down the popularity chain that's like punch dance. and Yeah, and they're doing, all in ah! on it. And, the and then like, the popular kids are like, ew. Yeah, yeah. Confused, left out. And so yeah. they judge it and mock it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So many years later, I was uh, then I was laughed at the wedding, and I, I wanted. I decided this was before I went on my year of dating. I decided <laughs> I just want to be able to learn how to casual dance. Casual not, dance. That's the word. I'm not talking like salsa. I'm not talking like you know hip hop choreography i just want to be able to be at a party or a bar or a wedding and not get laughed at yeah i think this is something that people uh, people struggle with i know that i have before i never danced before i started drinking and then that freed up a lot of my insecurity and then i would i would dance freely when i drink and then when i stopped drinking i couldn't really get that back and then i did dancing with the stars and kind of realized it doesn't matter and mm-hmm. and now i realize no one's watching you. It's kind of like when you go to the gym, you think everyone's looking at you, but everyone's kind of focused on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't true for you at that wedding, but I do think <laughs> that there's something about that would be embarrassing if it was dancing. It's <laughs> hard for some people, especially me. Like, how do you do it right? I saw. I remember going to a concert with Kirsten in eighth grade. Lauren Hill. We went to maybe ninth grade. It was, you know, during her first tour off that album, The Miseducation, and we went to it and it was our first concert alone and there was this girl in front of us who was dancing and she just put her hand behind her back and was just kind of like sliding with her hand, like just her fist like resting on her butt, like, and it looked so cool that I danced like that for so long, <laughs> just like my hand gently behind my back because it just looked so cool, but I had no other idea of how to dance and even when i see pictures of my or video of myself dancing now it's it's embarrassing because it's just doesn't look like someone who has grace you know and i have grace's airpods but do i have natural (laughs) grace no that was my attempt to get grace but it's um but now i guess i just don't care that much so i'm free and i feel like when i love a song my love for a song is so yeah. apparent in the way that I dance that it doesn't, someone could be a better dancer than me and it mm. doesn't matter because I'm connecting to what I'm listening. Like whatever comes out of me is perfect 100%. and I don't feel encumbered by it. But you went on a mission to learn how to casual dance and you found an instructor. Yes. Yeah, so one day I put on my best dancing shoes and I walked to the third street dance studio. I walked right in, no appointment. And I stumbled upon this guy. Walkins, welcome. <laughs> this is a great clips. You can't just walk into a dance studio. This is in, amazing. I started knocking on doors. There was like, what are you, what? And I found this guy who, an instructor who just wasn't teaching at the moment named Darian Hip Hop Henning. And oh he is the man. And I said to him, excuse me, I want to learn had a casual dance. <laughs> that's not even a top, that's not even a type no. of dance. No, it's not. And it, said, it makes sense because we all know what that means, there but it is be a not class for that. Yeah. And he said, "What are you what are you talking about?" And I said, "I just want to learn how to dance at a party like I said." And and he said, "Well, you know, I can do that for you." And cuz there's no classes. Go on the no. internet Google casual dance. Google. <laughs> well, there's YouTube videos, correct? You I don't need to. You found them. I found, before I found Darian Hip Hop Henning, I found YouTube videos where. Yeah, because Tim walked home one morning, walked in one day, and you were <laughs> oh. dancing in front of your computer yeah. to a, a, a dance instruction video, right? Yeah. Can I see I what this looks <laughs> so, like? I really want to see. So, so, how many classes did you take with Darian Hip Hop Hennings? I took a weekly uh, one-on-one lessons with him for two years. What? Shut up. Two years? <laughs> two years? Because we're talking about lessons. We became 
Well, we became friends and I would go and hang out with him and we would, you know, there was times when I would go to the park with him and I would film on his phone or his camera. His, and he like, would do dances. He like, would do for dances for his for Instagram. his Instagram. So like, you know, I enjoyed just going and talking to him about stuff and dancing and it Wait, became just so much more. Did you get more. good? Did you feel like the way you feel at piano where you're like, wow, I saw improvements? Yeah, I was. I did feel pretty good about where I was. And I'm certainly not good at dancing. I don't claim to be good at piano either, but I am not. Mark my words going to be laughed at at, at my so, wedding or anywhere at your else. wedding yeah are you guys gonna do some sort of special dance what no. is, have you already picked out like your song don't you gotta dance to a song that's like your song or something? we do have a do song dance? it's a slow dance though so what's the song do you can you reveal it or is that um i i am i, I do not know if i'm allowed to reveal it so got it gonna... got it yes okay <laughs> what's her dress look like just kidding I... um okay so you're going to be able to casually keep up with everyone dancing at your wedding i'm so excited to dance at your wedding it's like very soon yeah it's uh it's 50 days 49 days and you know what what you said before about dancing is what is most important and uh, that is as long as you are enjoying yourself and having fun mm-hmm. connecting to the music there is nobody that can laugh at you so what's the biggest difference between Brian pre hip hop pennings and Brian post dance lessons um probably my my knees <laughs> It was they, a lot. So they're supposed to be bent at all times, right? <laughs> he taught me how to. Isn't keep that the what beat, you learned? Keep the beat, keep a beat up with and down your in your knees. Not not like hoe down oh. knees, but it's like comes from your hip and your. Make sure you keep that beat, and then you start doing other stuff. And he's taught me steps. He taught me different moves I can do. I said, "What do I do with my hands, though?" Yeah, you know. Yes. He taught he taught me what to do with my hands. That wasn't just like you know you know white guy stuff punching. And, yeah, and he said, "If all else fails, put one hand in one of your pockets." Oh my and god, the glazer. You'll look so cool. Yeah, do the glazer. Yeah. Uh, so he taught me okay. all these moves. And then I, over the course of time, I knew like 10 moves that I could do smoothly. And that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Okay, so you. Do you grab your crotch? That's a big thing you should be doing. Yeah, Wait, grab no the crotch, spin <laughs> around in a circle. I, yes, a I tight put a circle. finger in the air and go left to right with mm-hmm. my finger. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get a little demo from you at some point, but this sounds really good. I want to talk about other times where we've just taken a chance and like tried to. It's it, You know what's remarkable about this is not that you learned to dance, like who cares, or that you felt insecure about dancing. You sought out someone to teach you because that's really hard to, ad- in front of someone who's a good dancer, to be terrible oh, and yeah. so novice. But you didn't have a problem with that. I want to I want to look into this a bit more. We have lots to talk about on the show. We'll be right back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. 
Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. When you first met <laughs> Derek Hip Hop Jennings. Darian. Darian Hip Hop Hennings. Yeah. I can't believe his parents knew that his he was going to be a dancer and named him that. Um, were you in... Because I remember... I can only think about myself all the time. But um, <laughs> when you... <laughs> well, you know, Darian's brother's name was uh, Stephen Math Teacher Hennings. So. <laughs> and he's a mechanic. <laughs> um, so what... Uh, it's so embarrassing the first time you have to like... That's why I don't like taking guitar lessons because I know the person teaching me is so advanced mm-hmm. that they're going to be like disgusted by what I do. Like, and... And of course, I don't feel this way when someone asks me to help them write a joke or something and they're so bad at it. I'm not like, you should kill yourself, you know, like, <laughs> but I feel that way. But when sometimes. People witness, I mean, honestly, 
I, the honest truth is, yeah, maybe I do think that sometimes. Like, how could you be so bad at this? And I'm so mean about people being bad at something I'm good at that I think everyone's going to be mean to me about something that I'm bad at. And they are. I well, mean, isn't Gleb Stavchenko was de- devastated <laughs> when he saw my moves. Sometimes when you, if you see a comedian and, you know, I'm not like some great comedian or anything, but sometimes you see a comedian and you're like, that person should definitely quit. Yes. Don't you ever get that? Oh, yeah. One time I was doing a, um, Sarah Schaefer and I, we had our MTV show and we were doing some kind of like Google chat live where, you know, our fans could ask us questions and they were asking for advice about stand up. And this one person was struggling with it and like, how do you make it? And I was just like, she gave all this great advice, which I, I would normally give as well. And then I said, and just also know that like, if that all doesn't work out and it's not happening for you, feel free to like quit. Like you don't <laughs> like no one's telling people, you you have to do this. It, honestly, when I have to say when people ask like, how did you make it? Or like, what do you do to be a comedian? I've said this before, but it bears repeating. I think you don't have what it takes because I think this is probably the same for music, Anya. Um, you just do it. You like the process of it. Like we we're talking about so much that it doesn't matter. The practice and all of the hard work don't feel like work. They don't feel like things you need to like figure out. They're just the natural progression of you exploring this thing you love and that you enjoy. So when people are like, what, what do I do? How do I get on stage? I'm just like, you, I never once was like, what do I do? I'm just like, I just, all I have to do is just do it a bunch. And it wasn't hard to do it a bunch because I fucking loved it. Have you ever and had I something wish I that you, that you pursued that just I felt like it. swimming upstream and like, yeah, you quit? Yes. Like what? The guitar. In the past, guitar, saxophone, um, singing. You want the saxophone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fourth grade, when everyone has to like play an instrument, I had no clue how it worked. I had no cool. uh, It was not. I just faked it every day, and I I cried so much because my dad really wanted me to be musical, and I he always kind of like he always talks about this note I wrote him because I remember writing it and because I couldn't tell it to his face that I was going to quit an instrument, but I wrote him a note and I was like, dad, I'm so, so sorry because I know all the money you spent at Mel Bay on this saxophone (laughs) and. I just hate it and I don't want to do it and I'm quitting and you can't talk me out of it. And I wrote this whole letter. I wish he would have kept it because I remember it being very sweet and him being like, Nick, I don't care. And I was like, I promise I'll play another instrument. This is just isn't isn't the one. It's the same way I still talk when I like write emails to people like I can't do your podcast right now. But down the road, I like I always like give I need just down the road, give you something of myself that I can't even give you down the road because it's not enough for me to just have a clear boundary of like this is where the this is where it ends papa yes. i'm not going to be in any like brass bands anytime soon he didn't care at all um i did the same thing when i quit guitar i had to like have like a like cuz he spent so i always felt bad about the money they spent on lessons and and i was a failure but you know even writing songs i feel that way about it's just so difficult for me and it's not, i don't enjoy the process i'm not like I don't even care that that song's bad. It's like, that song's bad. Taylor Swift would never write a bad song. You're trash. Stop doing this. You're a joke. And it's like, none of it's fun. And I'm waiting for a way to figure out how to do it because it's something I really want to do. 
I'm waiting to find a way to enjoy the process. I'm trying different ways of doing it so that I can tap into that. But uh, you know what I'm not doing is asking musicians over and over like (laughs) secrets for how they like did a beeline to success. Like I'm realizing (laughs) that it's going to be a hard road to hoe. Yeah. It just takes time. And someone gave me a record deal right now because they heard me sing on That's My Jam last night on NBC at 10, 9 central on (laughs) That's My Jam, but hosted by Jimmy Fallon. I would, I was even thinking today, like my little dream in my head is that someone goes, wow, she's really great. I'm going to give her a record deal. Well, she already has a name. I would turn it down because I don't want to fast track. I want to grind it out and be good and accomplished through my own, like, I just want to do, I want to, I want to fail a lot. And which is ironic because I just said when I fail, I compare myself to Taylor Swift and I quit. So <laughs> I don't know what the solution is. But you did it with stand up. I mean, you did when you first start out, stand-up you were just failing never over and over again. felt bad when I failed because I knew I was really good at it. I knew I was naturally better at this than most people. I could kind of mm. take a census of the room and go, I have a knack for this more than anyone who's at a beginner level. I just mm-hmm. do. And, you know. That's just that's with everything. People have natural inclinations to things. But do you ever watch a child like Savant play piano on Instagram or Reddit, and you just go, "What is the point of me (laughs) doing any like? Why should I even show for a lesson today? What I think that all the time. Throw this keyboard at the possum cage in the backyard and call it a day. Like I just I think it all the time when I see these little virtuoso kids. Oh yeah video of these North Korean kids just like zombies, like these four-year-olds playing like perfect guitar, like just shredding on guitar all in like, you know, in sync with each other. And they're like smiling like robots. And I was just so jealous of these North Korean children. <laughs> it's the Their end lives of days. are miserable outside of that. There's a fucking gut. There's a fucking, you know, laser dot on their head. If they screw up one note, their lives, you know, they can't be good over there. But I was still like, what's the point of you doing this? But I guess the point is, is that I could have some emotion in my shitty guitar playing that they are devoid of because they aren't allowed to have any live. So it just sounds like, you know, just a a AI machine playing. And they don't grow up to like you you never hear stories of them growing up to be successful in the entertainment industry. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It's really cool that you would sweep us. (laughs) <laughs> you had the awareness to be able to assess yourself, which is very rare. And I think very rare in life that you have a clear enough perspective about yourself to be able to give yourself objective, real feedback. Like you saying, I know I'm good at this and I have a knack for this. Like most of the time we're way too hard on ourselves and we do, we can't properly assess ourselves. So the fact that you had that is really cool. And I always tell people when they ask me advice, Go where things are flowing. You know, like you're saying, you're getting the laughs. It's easy. It's go to my vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Four days of the month. Yeah. You know, Anya, Um, I took you more seriously there because you were waving a pen around. Yeah. You feel that way? When you're talking, you're pontificating with this Sharpie. Yeah. And I was like, wow, she's making a lot of sense. Go to where it's easy. (laughs) Go to where it's. But I like things that are hard. Well, it but can you, be but hard, you know, but it's like you but said. But you enjoy the fun. hard. Yeah. And like, I remember stressing out so hard at one point in my life. I had been a DJ on the radio for nearly 10 years, and I was just hating it toward the end, just absolutely hating it. And I had a job that so many people would have killed for in San Diego, midday. Why did you hate it? 
I was oh, yeah, dying San Diego midday, be, like drive time DJ. I was dying to be a singer songwriter. I had all these songs I'd written. I had made a record by myself. I was dying to be on tour and playing my music. And I just felt like it was soul crushing every day. And this used to be my dream being on the radio. You know, I grew up listening right. to Howard Stern and I finally got in there and I'm like middays in San Diego market 14 or whatever it was. Great job, like benefits, everything. And I'm just playing Smashing Pumpkins and wanting to kill myself every day. And wow. I mean, not, I'm exaggerating, but I was not happy. And, um, and I remember getting my first song, Miss Halfway in Grey's Anatomy. And it was like, whoa, I got in Grey's Anatomy. It's in the season. It's like finishing the show. I got a big check. I couldn't believe it. And I was just like, how big was that check? What are we talking? I think it I mean, was I know sixteen thousand dollars. This doesn't happen mama. anymore. By the you way, you can almost go to a one Taylor Swift concert with that. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't. Have, well, that for me was like probably I don't know a third it's of my income. So much fucking income. money. No. So it, I mean, that's an insane amount. It's that's insane. like a car. And and I yes. had a car. Uh, a that it was like had been hit in the middle of the night and hit and run, but I could still barely drive it. And so I bought a used car with that check, I remember. And it completely changed my life. And then I started getting more and more syncs. Like they would put another song in Grey's Anatomy. And then I was like- That's what it's called is a sync? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was confused. I don't know the lingo. Okay, but she, well, she also didn't own a sync. And so she would go to Lowe's <laughs> and she would- <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. They Let it sink in. Synchronize the Elon music Musk. to the picture. I think that's where it comes. Uh -huh. I don't know. Um but yeah, that's when I started going, maybe the universe is kind of trying to show me there's like a flow happening here. I'm getting paid for this. That's why it's a mm. sink. Yes. There's <laughs> a flow. And then I got a record It just deal. was easy. It was easy and, and something was happening, you know, like I could feel the You're momentum. You're feedback. Yeah. And yes, my the universe was telling you it was this, you were on the right track. And a friend of mine who I loved and trusted was hang like my friend, O, who passed away a few months ago. He was always on my ass. Like, you're such a chicken shit. Just quit now. You should quit the radio now and go on tour. And I'm like, dude, I love you and your faith in me. I got nothing. I got a record on a bookshelf that nobody bought. And I'm playing a coffee shop twice a week. Like I have no following. I have no money saved. And you know, but he was like, just do it. Quit now. I'm like, I'm going to quit when there's a lily pad I can jump onto. And then yeah. I got the lily pad and I was like, okay, now I can quit my job. And that's just right. how I think things work. But it work. takes that. It takes someone, it takes someone believing in you for sure. And that's why it's like so important to give compliments very freely when you notice people are talented. And that's what sucks about so many people are so jealous of people's talent that they withhold compliments. Not no, like so many people I bet have been, you know, just sidelined from like where just, uh, you know, what's the word for it when you're driving and then you veer off the road, whatever that is you, you get, um, discouraged because no one encourages you and most of the time it's out of jealousy so I mean yeah you can probably really suck sometimes and no one's saying anything and you should maybe listen to the silence you know <laughs> sometimes back. you just need a Korean military person with a sniper rifle telling <laughs> yeah, you to continue sometimes you need someone um, you know promising you a bag of rice if that your family wow. will you know, be able to survive the winter <laughs> if the more you I are think able about to it, execute this perfect solo those North Korean children playing guitar actually mm -hmm. It's not so bad because I think like there could be people, at least they're playing guitar. There could be people right. who are like, you have to be, you know, uh, you have to dig ditches 
And they're still holding the gun to your head. Their tiny little hands were playing regular size guitars, by the way. <laughs> These, th- and I'm looking so at jealous. my niece, Poppy, who is just all over the place, naked constantly, can't really... You can't even hold on to her for two seconds to focus. And the idea that she could like just say, like in sync with a bunch of other four, like how they do that is really scary to me, how they can control kids that much, like what abuses those kids must um, face, because it's just impossible to imagine a child behaving that way Uh, with uh, with six other children perfectly and doing things on guitar that you can in your wildest dreams could not do. And they're four. It was just, it was so, so upsetting in so many ways, but mostly because of my ego. But yeah, I think that you need to, I think that, yeah, you need to encourage people to, when they are good at something, especially. But um, you should also look for when, but what about when you love something so much and you suck at it and, but you love it. It's flowing. But money is not flowing or opportunities aren't flowing, but it's still your dream. Enjoy it at home. You keep doing it. Yeah. But what if part of it is performing? (laughs) (laughs) Like these are when people audition for American Idol and they're like so off key, terrible. And you go, who could have ever convinced this person that they were good? Like what is going on here? Who lied to them? Who did this? Who lied to them and told them that they could do this and put them in this embarrassing situation? There should be an offshoot show called Who Did This To You? (laughs) (laughs) And we find who encouraged these people and like where, what kind of families they come from that make them think that this is okay. I I honestly believe like like there's something for everyone in this world and what we find to be like, really, that's not really talent. There's going to be one person at the end of the world who is going to love it. Who likes someone singing totally off key. key. Really? (laughs) Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. a Greek restaurant on the Upper West Side that's going to hire you to play an hour's worth of Why Greek? That's so... I don't know. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) I don't even know. No, no. I know the the Greek restaurant you're talking about. They have Um, terrible singers. I've played a Greek Mm. restaurant before when I was not great. No, I think Noah's right. You can probably find a place. But if you can't find a place after months of searching, just enjoy it in your own home. Why do you have to earn a living at this? Because you really or go on the street or on YouTube. YouTube. Yes. Start a YouTube channel. There's plenty of talentless hacks who have succeeded on tiktok and youtube and they don't yes they're, they're shit yeah there's so much garbage on youtube and you you could probably Man, be way more no, successful than any of I us i was at a craft fair this weekend in nashville my mom and i, I were saw walking that. through oh, yeah. and the amount of crap that these people <laughs> devote their lives to making it was it really depressed me because it just it maybe it didn't depress me. Maybe it was sweet. Maybe there's something sweet about it that this man makes brooms <laughs> out of like old guitar necks or whatever. Like, or this one guy was making like uh, an anteater out of an old Harley Davidson <laughs> body plus a gas tank and then like a gas nozzle for its like shit. You wouldn't. It's just the ugliest stuff you've ever seen, and it's um. And people care so much and they put up a booth and they get a card and they get you know a sign this. and they hire someone to make a, a graphic for them for their it's so crazy to me. And to me, I just guess it's 
something to keep them busy so that their husband don't, doesn't have to talk to them. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's right. amazing how much bad art there is. My dad's always sending me emails yes, with the subject heading, art. incredible. And then I open it. And it's like always like the most bizarre. He likes art that's like really, really realistic. Like, okay. Mm. It, it's like, like it looks like a photograph. Yeah, and I'm like, why do you like this? Or he's into like weird cats dressed up as Harlequins. I'm like, you like this? Like, that's where I go. There is something for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Where the Noah thing, kind of like art, like just graphic art, visual art. Yes. There is something for everyone because you see, t- you see clothing people make, and you go, who would ever want to wear this bedazzled vest that says like I don't, that has like a, a a skull smoking a cigar on the back of it, like just ugly <laughs> shit. And there's someone out there that will like it. And it's um, it's so funny to me and, and why you wouldn't want to make something that, but maybe the, the person making it likes, it. I guess I can't judge. There is something for the theory is if you like it, for every lid, if you love it, then it someone matter. else, well, I was, someone oh. else might love it then because oh. you're one person and you love it. Chances are the billions of people in the world, there's going to be one other person who loves the thing too that you're making. Yeah. Not that it's worth a career. And I don't think it's worth, you know, if you love it, then that's fine. But I don't think, you know, you should risk your family's dinner on it. I guess I just really get scared that maybe I'm so unself-aware that people could be mocking me without me knowing it and being like, she thinks she's fucking talented. Like the way that I mock them. Again, it comes back to me. I'm judging these people. I'm worried that someone's going to think of me that way. Like Anya, you were having this stress about your teeth, right? Will you explain some of that? I've had a rough 48 hours. I've gone, it's been a dark night of the soul two nights in a row, but I'm better now. I'm on the other side of it. (laughs) That's a funny way to say it. Sorry, I'm laughing. (laughs) I stole that from Kate. My friend Kate always says that. Um, Yeah, I was, I'm in my veneers. It's a journey. I thought Mm. I was done. And then I just kept looking at them and, and I was just like, they're too long. They're just still too long. I'm, I still don't. How not- much time are you spending looking at them in the mirror? Like I'll be on a Zoom and I'll just be like, God, my teeth look like chipmunk teeth. Anyway, then I went to get, a, I went to see my dermatologist in New York yesterday and I'm like, can I ask you something? You're like a beauty expert. And I just want to know, I'm going a little crazy with these teeth. And I just wanted to ask you about my veneers, my forefront veneers. I don't even finish my question, which was going to be, do you think they're a little too long and I should have them shaved down just a hair? And she goes, yes, the forefront teeth are much darker than the rest of your teeth. Oh, (laughs) brutal. I wasn't. Oh I no! Can I ask about the shade? And then I start obsessing about them. Like, are they? I just had some tea, so that might be it. She goes, "They're definitely darker than the rest." I'm like, "Fuck me!" And then she goes, "But yeah, they are too long." I would say, oh, little, and I'm like, yeah. "Okay, okay, thank you." And then I thought, <laughs> and I, another, and another thing. What man? And also this too is a big. dangerous game asking. And, and I've never once asked. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. I've never once asked is if I have an insecurity, I never ask you, is this, is my nose big? Is my forehead too long? Is my, do I look fat in this? That's true. You never Because I will, I think it, I will never, ever ask because you're either lying to me or you confirm the thing I'm scared of more than anything in the world. Asking someone, uh, do I look fat in this? Which is like this classic 
Oh, my wife asked me, do I look like... <laughs> no, that's Don't a recipe for disaster. That. No one ever, ever... I'm telling you, women, protect yourselves. Protect yourselves and do not ask people for feedback on your looks ever. Stop this game. They what could also doing? be wrong. They could also be dead wrong. Of course, of course. And guess who serves to make money off you? By telling you you don't look good enough. Jeff Bezos. A dermatologist. <laughs> Sorry. They're in the I'm not I this one in particular, I I like her a lot. I've seen her before too. But I would never ever ask my dermatologist about my face, even though that's their job to assess it and give you recommendations. No thank you, because you are it's it does not behoove you to tell me that my face is perfect the way it is. My well, that, that question was different money. from I have an insecurity and I want you to uh, like it's different from do I look fat in this? Because that's a pointless. That's you a were pointless like, do ask. My teeth look long. You can't change your fat no. like immediately, you know, and I was right, wanting to she- shave these down and I just wanted someone else to be like, I, I kind of see what you're talking about, which she did. So I was relieved right. and I did have them shave down a little because a lot of people were like, I think they look fine. My mom was like, yes, too big. Shave down. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I and I much don't eat, ask a immigrant oh my uh, God. from <laughs> Eastern Europe for, for anyone from Eastern Europe about oh. your looks. If you're looking to feel good about yourself, don't ask because they're going right. to give you an honest answer that is going to be heartbreaking. And um, the people from Eastern Europe, they can't judge looks. They can't judge music. Do you ask your girlfriend? Do you ask your fiance, Brian, like things about your looks? Do you ever like do the kind of like, um, do you ever do the, because I guess my question is a lot of times I read memes where girls will be like, would you love me if I was a worm with no a blue worm and all I could s- do was yodel? And the guy's like, I don't think so. And she's like, fuck you. And it's like, who, what girls actually do this? I would never want to know what my boyfriend truly thinks about me. One time, one time. And it, I will never forget it because it was the one time Chris weighed in on my looks in a way that might have been, I could take as bad. He one time said, because I was crying about feeling too big in my body. And he said, I like you at this size. I like you in a size where you feel like maybe you're too thin. I like you. I liked you even at the size when you were doing Nikki and Sarah live, which was like seven years prior to this conversation. And I don't know what the fuck that meant. <laughs> that could have meant I was right. really skinny or it could have meant I was a big lady. I don't know, but I will never forget it ever. And there's something about, there was something wrong with my body back then that yeah. he was like, I even liked you then. And it was, <laughs> He was just, he was saying the, the best thing I could have heard then. But of course, my crazy mind has tattooed that on my amygdala. Well, because it's, it's implying that, yeah, other people did it. Even, yeah. And I don't know. I still, I didn't ask for clarification. I didn't go, wait, what was with my body back then? I didn't want to know. Right. It just I don't sounds like know. it was radically different from what's happening I don't now. read comments. <laughs> I don't read comments. I don't read I don't want any feedback because it's only going to make me feel worse. Agree. Um, I guess. Don't open the door to something. That's don't. I remember my friend saying years Lock ago, it. she was like, God, I made a mistake. I was pregnant and I promised myself I was never gonna ask my husband, do I look fat or ever like open the door to commenting on my body? That's just not gonna be a thing. And then I had an insecure day around my fourth or fifth month, and I said to him, 
do you think I look fat? And I wish I had never made that an okay topic because then Ever. periodically throughout my pregnancy, he would make little jokes or whatever, or like comment on my body. And I hate it. This is a person with no eating disorder or any body dysmorphia either. She's like the most normal girl. And she was like, it was so annoying and it was my own fault. So I remembered that. And I've tried to always kind of keep that a rule for myself. Like don't open the door to like, like giving Matt permission to comment on my looks or anything. It's like, that's not a topic for you or me. It's not. Yeah. Chris says I'm hot and he'll say stuff like recently I've been feeling bad and about my, you know, just feeling uncomfortable in my skin. And the other day he was just like, I'm sorry. I was like naked. And he just goes, I'm sorry. What could, what could you want to change? I don't even know. It was very nice. He was just Mm. like, what you're perfect. And I was like, it's the morning. I'm very thin in the morning. I was like, wait. <laughs> and then yesterday, I, he was like, and you know, you're right. Like, you said yesterday, like, in the morning, you're always thin- thinner. And he was like, I feel that way for myself. And I was like, wait, are you confirming that I am thinner in the morning? And oh then I like, like, like <laughs> but I, I spun it. He wasn't saying that at all. Right. He was just saying, oh, it's like you said yesterday about, like, you look like more shit throughout the day, meaning you, the general you, not you, Nikki Glazer. But um, it just, like, yeah, you can't win. Do you get into those with... um? with Allie Brian I don't know if it's a men women thing because like when I like I gained 20 pounds and I've been working that off leading up to the wedding and rather than asking Allie uh how I look I would just walk around the house going I'm a fat piece of shit and then I would (laughs) I would would tap my belly I would hit my belly and I look how big my fucking belly is I'm a fat piece of shit and she'd go stop saying that stop saying that about yourself like no but I am I'm a fat piece of shit and and now I've lost some of the weight so I don't say it anymore but right that's what I would do I don't know if that's because I'm a man Chris is Chris also I mean I can't speak for how he experiences this but I'll try um he I'll try to speak for exactly how he feels he loves when I do that he when he has gained weight which he will admit to he doesn't care he's just like it's just an amazing difference between i think and this is not all men first of all i know Mm -hmm. men suffer with eating disorders almost as much as women do now so it's uh, don't think that i'm blanket statementing this but he looks at when he's gained weight he's just like i just gotta like be better and just like change it and like "Eh." it's just like and his stomach can be like like if my stomach is folding over anything like ever if my pants are too tight i will want to rip off my skin like i if i'm uncomfortable i need things to fit properly so that they don't feel like anything's like like if i feel the band of my underwear like pulling in and this is all my own obsession but he just i will be mad at myself in the present whereas he will say to himself what I, i imagine he says to himself is like yeah, I need to fix this. I'm going to I'm going to tighten things up pretty soon and I'm going to like take care of it. And it's not a moral issue. Like it's not like he's a bad person. He's a lazy piece of shit. He you know, he can have a little thing of like, oh, God, I I, I went too hard. And there's a little bit of disappointment maybe in himself mm-hmm. for how he's been eating. But it's not like the end of the fucking world. And there is a future in which he gets it together. Whereas I think. It just stops with the present for me. This is what in in the past doesn't even matter of when I when I've gotten it together in the past. It's like this is what I am now and I'm in this and there's no there's no like and and I'm trying to do that more of like I just need to, you know, tighten things up. 
Like, but, oh, I just need to like start, you know, doing a little bit better instead of like, you are bad right now. You're a piece of shit. Like that's the, do you, do you, but the, you're even also, the way you're talking about talking about like, I'm a fat piece of shit. I've never done that of like, look at this. Like yeah. that's almost like jovial and fun. Like that's yeah. having fun with it. I mean, you're saying a piece of shit and I don't like that, but you're at least yeah. like, you're just like I'm having a good of, time. Yeah, you're having a good time. <laughs> but I'm not getting it. judged. It's not heavy. I'm I mean, not getting are, judged like you isn't. are. I'm not getting right. judged on my how I look. And it's a different I know, system. It's just for my them. shirt. I'm really upset because my shirt doesn't fit right. But that's about where it ends. Like no one's hmm. telling me I can't have a job because I'm I'm like 20 pounds heavier. Yes. No one's telling us that either. But it's yes, implied. They <laughs> They're not. They won't say it specifically <laughs> unless you're a model. But it but is you implied. Can't read between but that's even lines. I have to say it's even more annoying. You wish they would just say it because you know it's true, but they, <laughs> you don't, Wouldn't you know. Wouldn't that be nice if they just said it? They said, listen, you're too ugly to. for this job. So <laughs> they used to tell you. actresses, you got to lose 20 pounds to play this oh, role in the yeah. Avengers. And then what happens? But the truth is, sorry, this Avenger wouldn't be 20 pounds overweight. Like is that, that should be okay for them to say, but it's, it's not. I mean, I'm not th- saying it's okay to body shame women and make them go be anorexic to, you know, look like Storm or whoever she's trying to portray. But um, I think it's gone too much the other way, too, of like, I don't know. It's the, sometimes you there is an aesthetic that you want for your fashion show or whatever. And like, if you want all anorexic models, that's your prerogative. You're the artist. Like, mm-hmm. And we, we can boycott to, you if we want to, too. And we, yeah, we don't have to. Well, we can't wear you because we're not size zeros. <laughs> right. But like, we we can hate you for yes. it and you can hate us for being fat or whatever it is like uh but at the same time i also love like f- you know fat people included in fashion shows and stuff like that that always makes me feel really good and happy and uh so i don't know i'm kind of stuck between um i, I i'm all over the place but i see That's what you're saying with me is you want to have more of an attitude that chris has toward himself when he's going through something you know, like a little weight gain. You want to have that kind of forgiveness and extend it to yourself or some some jovial element. Just like, like a has. lightness about it of like, because he'll even say to me, because he knows that I get into eating disorder brain. And when I hear him say, I got to be better about my food, I hear that as, I'm going to start starving myself and I'm going to be a dick to be around because I think about myself when I'm starving and I'm a bitch. So I think, oh, great. My boyfriend is going to be in a bad mood. He's going to be hungry and tired all the time because he has to go on a diet to, to fix what he's fucked up. But for him, it's like, no, I just have to like eat more vegetables and go to yeah. the gym more. It's like, it's not this like. This is all and tied start, together. This is all. And, this makes sense with everything you've been talking about. Really? Yeah, because when you talk Tell about my therapist, will you guys get? In a <laughs> I'll, chat email, I'll send her an email. I, yeah. I talk to her frequently already, but okay. I'll send her an extra email. <laughs> no, because you you talk about playing the the guitar and how if it's not good enough, then you just want to quit. It's the same thing yes. with your body. It's a perfectionist tendency, and you would rather quit. You would rather rip off your skin than yes. be seen not good in in the eyes of other people. Yes. And also and, not and being what perfect. What does that mean? What does it mean if I'm overweight? What does that What does that mean to me? What does that mean to other people? For some reason, I like to piece that apart because what's the harm? People think, I think that people will see my depression. For me, it's like they'll see that I'm, like I equate when I gain weight, it's because I'm out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm depressed. I'm 
my emotions are fucking rampant and I'm probably kind of suicidal because not because I'm fat, but because I'm eating too much. I'm regulating my emotions with food and they can see through that, even though I'm telling you it most of the time that I'm feeling depressed or whatever, for some reason, me having control of the narrative that way, as opposed to you looking at me and secretly going like, that's what I was getting to. Anya was worried that people were talking about her behind her back about her teeth. Her biggest fear was people I want I want to be able to control the narrative about like guys I've gained weight recently guys I'm depressed I don't want you to go like have you guys noticed that Nikki's arms are looking a little like that is my biggest fear why who gives a fuck you know but w- that is our biggest fear yeah right, I was fearing that Matt was like her teeth are kind of beaver bucktooth <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna tell her because I love her and she probably can't change it. You know, that's what I yes. thought. Or that They're you were like, some sort oh of- God, they are kind of big, but it's fine. It's too late. She can't get her old ones back. I'll just be no, nice. No, I was like, they look like Taylor Swift's and I'm jealous. And then I was worried my dentist like was going to be annoyed. Like, Jesus Christ, here comes this high maintenance bitch that's been in four times this last or month. Or that's nothing. I go I know, four times Brian's- a month. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. If my dentist has me on a list. She says <laughs> she has written in her notes that no other person at her practice is allowed to talk to me. <laughs> what? Because Why? I've been there so often. Because I'm full of problems and I they can't explain it. And I have psychosomatic <laughs> I issues. I and I keep getting surgical interventions that don't work. Because and if they talk to him, they might say something that will set off a thing that he needs to oh, fix. Yeah. Wait, and this she told exactly- you that? She wrote it down in the notes, and then I went. I went one time to the dentist, and she well, and he my, asked the, where the bathroom was to someone, and they wouldn't even look at him, and he started to suspect things. <laughs> so he looked in the online portal, and it's like, patient is insane. My dentist that can talk to me was on a trip to Italy, and I and I made an appointment, and I went in with teeth pain, and the dentist. Uh, came in she looked at me and i was like well can you help me with this and then she and she said sure i can help you with this she went out of the room looked at the notes came back in and she said i'm sorry i cannot help you and she left the room and then she sent in a receptionist to to, to play interference that oh is so fucked God. up yes you were in pain so but no one th- helped it's you it's not uh, no it's in his head and they knew that this woman is correct she's protecting brian she's a good from dentist. His, his own self she's really? like yes maybe they're yeah. afraid yes. you're gonna and you know that. what your doctor should have said is i'm not weighing in on your teeth it is not in my jurisdiction and <laughs> I, i'm not to give you advice they should know their lane <laughs> and, but yes. it's like I okay said to we the gotta res- take a break yeah, okay we're gonna come back. We're we're gonna um, help some people because I yes. think we have some advice to give in our fanthrax, we're uh, and we're gonna get to fanthrax today. Don't even think we won't. We'll be right back with your calls after this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, 
Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. All right, we're back. And um, we're talking to Brian because we're not at his dentist's office. <laughs> we're, and allowed. we're allowed to. Brian, <laughs> um, after let's do this fan episode, After this episode, I can't believe... It's up to you. Disclaimer, it's up to you whether or not to take our advice after yeah, what okay. we all just talked about. I mean, yeah, I think I think we're set to give some. We just... I, I, yeah, I go to you guys for advice. Noah's been quiet. She's the best advice giver. Yes. Uh, I don't know if I'm the best, but I try. You are one of the best. Empathetic, understanding. Compassionate. You do the thing where you like say, you repeat back to the person what they're worried about and like confirm like you're not crazy for feeling this way. And then you offer advice in a gentle way that always makes me feel seen and hopeful. You're very good at it. Very good or at it. Or sometimes she's very like, lucky to have what you. a mess. <laughs> you're a wreck. He's a wreck. <laughs> Excellent uh, compliment, by the way. Excellent, specific, 
honest compliment. Sometimes people are shitty at compliments. I read a book about this. That's a good compliment. I think I'm very good yeah, at compliments. You're so good I, will, at I will compliment myself in that way. <laughs> I and I, thank you, you, Nikki. Oh, yeah, Brian, thank you. Actually, yeah, I'm sorry I took that away from you and gave it to myself from you. Um, thank you for that compliment. All right, let's get to Fanthrax. <laughs> thank you, Avi. <laughs> All right, well, who do we have? Um, well, I wanted to read a quick Fanthrax that we got on Instagram. Hmm. Um, from Caitlin. So she listened to Not Horseworthy when Julie was <laughs> on the pod yes. talking about her concussions. Um, <laughs> and she goes, and Nikki's, okay. So I just listened to the recent episode with Nikki's mom and couldn't believe she was called Pig Woman. <laughs> My dad is one of eight and his sister was also called Pig Woman by her siblings. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Curious if that's a generational thing. My dad and his siblings were born in the 50s through 60s. Yes. Same. My mom's born in 59. Wow. Pig Woman is all the They rage. need to meet. That must have been like some kind of comic book character <laughs> yeah. or something. Pig Woman? They, I think yeah. they should have a little, they should meet up and all the pig women of America should have a I meeting. I can't believe my mom made it out alive and I, I am as normal as I am and she is as Are normal you? as she is. To be, well, <laughs> Chris is like, I even loved you when you were a pig. I mean, when you, when you're whatever size you are. You're, um, okay, so I have some information about pig woman. Apparently, oh, yes, apparently in New Jersey in 1922, a uh, man and a woman were murdered next to a, and their bodies were found next to a tree. And the uh, prosecution's star witness was named the Pig Woman. What? Oh my God. Yes. Her real name was Jane Gibson, she, who lived in the neighborhood. And so the, why was she nicknamed the Pig Woman? Do we have any? She was born well, I haven't in the read 50s. Uh, that's this. I haven't read the whole thing, but the prosecution told the jury. <laughs> That the, the pig woman was dying and wished to get the real story off her conscience. Why is she a pig woman? It doesn't say. It just says she was known as the pig woman. What okay. the hell? This sounds like an episode of Perry Mason. <laughs> she was a witness to a murder. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm guessing she took care of pigs. No one would call someone. Actually, in the oh, 20s, right. who knows? She had a farm. Okay, let's get to, let's get to some voicemails. Here's uh, the first one from Molly. Do you have advice on what to do when you develop feelings for a friend and they're like a best friend Ooh. and you hang out all the time <laughs> and I do. you just have these feelings that have built and you just like, they're just like boiling out, you know, you just want to yes. tell them, but yes. you're also so scared of, <laughs> it's like if it doesn't last in or end up in like a relationship, there's always that weird layer added to your friendship and you can't go back. And I don't know, man. <laughs> Advice. Help. Help. Just, just please help. Aww. Yeah, girl. She's so sweet. Oh, man. So sweet. I bet he has a crush on you too. I mean, most of the time it is reciprocal i was getting turned on um, just listening to her voicemail for great, some reason great voice um like, yeah you know why because it's so awesome having a crush yes especially mm. one that you get to be around all the time mm. and they don't know it molly as much as this is hard something's either going to happen with this guy or not going to happen nothing will ever feel as good as having a crush feels 
it will nothing will light you up inside not eternal love not fi- not your wedding day not <laughs> casually dancing on the dance floor with your betrothed nothing will ever feel as good not heroin no drug can ever make you feel this way it is i'm jealous i'm honestly jealous because i i will never have this again if i win with chris the rest of my life i'll never have this like unrequited or like seemingly hope hope that it could be requited crush you're filled is with hope and possibilities oh uh, it's exactly you like what you're talking and about they could like you back it's so good it's it's <laughs> and once you find out if they like you it's fine it's yes. not as good as not knowing. Then you learn it's their flaws. Cool. Yes, and then you get bored, and then you both like each other. It's this mystery that feels so good. So as, as uncomfortable it is, know that it is just a great feeling and really fun, and you will someday hear someone talk about it and feel the same way I do, which is like, Anya's making a face like, I am? No. <laughs> well, yeah, you were kind of looking, making a face like, I don't think I remember liking that feeling so much. Because oh, you used to my love crushes, I always remember being like, I know why this is called a crush. Because <laughs> oh, it hurts. Poetic. It's just like, oh, there's so much tension there. I love it. Having That's a party crush. Love having crushes. Thing. It's like, I won't let myself have it. I'm going to enjoy the hunger. <laughs> and I'm always is, like, is I want the meal. One? Having a crush is being in a eternal state of anticipation mm-hmm. yes yes it's nice. christmas eve forever and that's mm-hmm. what i like i don't like christmas i like christmas eve i don't like june 1st my birthday i like may 31st it's better than my birthday yes. i don't like june 2nd it's the worst i don't have like i love being in my relationship but i love when we miss each other and we're like about to see each other first time that's all the good stuff that's and true. then we'll, and i'm not wrong because studies have been done and your dopamine levels rise 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 if you're going out to eat and you ordered food that you're really excited about it's rising 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 oh you see it coming the waiter's bringing it peak peaking peaking you take your first bite plummet that's when it starts to go down and you think you're like no this is the most enjoyable part it's not plummeting but it's it's descending from that first bite on but you gotta give her right before the first bite i'm just saying I have two suggest. I have pitches. I have two pitches of yeah, what she could try way. to do. <laughs> One thing she could try to do is say that she is uh, looking to go date. She's getting on the apps or whatever, and she <gasps> wants to get his advice. And then she can kind of feel out how he feels about giving her advice. If he's I'm too- guessing Molly has already tried this. Tried this. I mean, that isn't that the first in your toolbox of like mentioning another guy you think is cute or something? Worked for if Julie I Molly, Glazer. I feel like there is some sort of. But I could be wrong, but I think that is great advice. You 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 test the waters to see if they get a little jealous. You gotta test the waters. It's the worst yeah. when they don't. And oh god. god, Anya has a whole song about it. <laughs> I have a whole <laughs> life about it. <laughs> <laughs> Notice me, Anya's song. Notice me is a really good song to listen to, Molly. Um, because it's even though she was sleeping with that person who didn't, <laughs> who she was just friends with, that's the worst. Is when you're hooking up with a friend casually and you love them uh, and they don't oh, feel yeah. the same and way I'm back. Like, I mean, any that's day, brutal. it's been five years. Any day, he's gonna want to be my boyfriend. <laughs> what are some pitches? What are some what about pitches, doing Brian? that thing where you say, if we're both single in ten years, we'll get married and see how he reacts to that? Okay, I'm not crazy about that one because it's too forward. I yeah. think what I've done, because I've been this girl many times, and I, Molly, I think you probably know he likes you back, but he's just, you're like 
waiting for the next shoe to drop because I don't think you would even call in and have hope if you didn't kind of know he liked you, right? But maybe not. Maybe he totally sees you as a friend. I think that no guy hangs out with a girl constantly as a best friend unless there's some kind of vibe there. Ding dong. Yes. Unless they have a girlfriend already and then you guys are like have this because I've had best friends that are guys Mm. and like Is he a guy? Is it a girl? We don't know. It's just her friend. uh, Okay. Yeah. I I think it's a guy but I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just injecting that into it but okay whatever. So the person is uh, probably a guy. Probably or I have the answer. I know what to do. Great. Okay. Okay. So first thing what we all know not to do 100% do not do this do not get this person a gift or something <laughs> like that. Don't fake anything. What you should do is for the next month, start acting aloof. Yep. Brian's just right. don't just maybe you can't hang out so often. Maybe yep. you're just a nope. little bit busy. Don't bring anything the up specific of what you want to do. Yes. And then over time, you might see him start pursuing. He'll start to get a little nervous. He'll start pulling his collar. Go on dates. Go on start, a date. Don't start even tell scheduling him. dates and don't even, no, do tell him, but be casual about it. But yes. s- schedule dates just for the, like, because I know when I really am in love with someone, I don't want to go on dates with other guys. Like, I know who I like. Yep. and But you just, just do it for him. Here's you know, another like, do thing. It. Dress up. Look cute. Look hot every time yes. you see them. Skin, touch your hair a lot, and don't feminine act like energy. you're dying to hang out. Like, don't be desperate. And if you want to just like cut to the chase, and this is what I've done every single time with guys that, and this I've, I think every single guy I've ever had anything with, I was friends with first. Maybe not every one of them, but ninety percent. And this doesn't work because I never ended up with any of them, but I did end up dating some of them. I've told this before. You'll be hanging out as friends just casually and you go, oh my God, I forgot to tell you. And they go, what? And you go, I like you. (laughs) And you just make it seem so casual and you go, I like you. And they're like, they'll start to like laugh and you're like, yeah, oh my God, I forgot. Like, I like you. I think we should like make out. Like you just say it like it's nothing. Yeah, I've and done it's that. Funny. Should we make then out? You, then it's funny. Yeah, you just go, oh my God. You know, what I was just thinking and they're like, wait, what? Like, you want to see a movie or something? Like, you'll think you have like an idea and you just go, we should make out. And they're like, take, it will be funny. And so they'll laugh first. And then that kind of cuts the tension. I would I don't know hate if that, that, but that can work with a very passive guy, I think, who needs, who cannot make the first move. But I, I have had experience. Well, let me say one thing first. Here's the good news. You cannot have, according to all these big thinkers and philosophers, you cannot have attraction. Attraction without- to someone who doesn't have attraction to you. Is that right? Yes. It has to go both ways. But what about all the times but, that you've like longed for someone and they didn't like right. you? Right. It doesn't mean they're gonna do anything about it or they're serious or they're a great partner. Mm. But if you're feeling an attraction, you're not crazy, there's a vibe. And maybe know. that I've person's throwing out to a- people before that didn't that definitely weren't attracted to me. Were they I think it's more than like wanting to fuck them. Oh, okay. <laughs> like never mind. Like, 
feeling a sparkle. <laughs> I wanted to fuck lots of people and they don't want to fuck me at all. When yeah. you're feeling like, is there something here? There probably is, but it doesn't mean they're great for, for you. I had it happen once with a friend who I would never, ever, ever thought of as attractive. And I couldn't believe it when it happened. And But I did want to hang out with them all the time. And we were hanging out a lot and we were very good friends. And then one night I was like, not even crushing on them at all. And they were like, let's go to a speakeasy. And we were hanging out and just talking. And I don't know what happened. I was like, God, I'm cold. Cold in this place. It's freezing. Oh, I'm a little I'm cold. Because <laughs> I just wore a little dress. And he's like, you're always cold. And he's skin. Yep. It's something happened where I had some vulnerability. And I'm usually the alpha with this relationship. But I wasn't that night. I had my period. I hadn't showered in two days. I had greasy hair. I was throwing out some kind of weird hormone pheromone. I didn't care about them at all. And he That's was all in- alpha moves right there, what you just described. It is? Yeah, you're like the total alpha. <laughs> you're giving off your hormones. You don't yeah, give a shit. Yeah, he was like, I have let's to go say for that this person that you're talking about likes alpha women. So I think mm-hmm. that... And I he think was Brian's like, not far off. Let's go for a drink. And I'm like, no, I'm tired. I want to watch Real Housewives. And he's like, get out of your house. Let's go for a drink. Meet me. I'm bored. Let's go for a drink. I'm like, mm, fine. I was just like so cranky. I mean, this is the way you want to be. I wish I liked this person at the time. And then we go. I'm cold. Next thing I know, he puts his jacket on me or I like somehow we're like closer together than usual. And then I don't know what the fuck happened. And he... He looked at me weird and I looked at him weird. And then I think he said, should we kiss? And I was like, ew, <laughs> no. Oh, no. And then I was like, no way. And then he's like, I think we should. And I was like, you do? We're like friends. And he's like, I think we should kiss. And then we kissed and it was like 20 minutes of, I looked up when we were done with the kiss. I came up for air and the entire bar that was full was empty and they were closing down. I'm like, how did I lose at least 20 minutes of my life? And it was like an amazing kiss and a disaster of the next few months of my life. But it was so fun to just like have this weird thing happen with a friend. And are you friends now or? Yeah, we're friends now. We came out of it. It had to happen. We were hanging out too much, too often. And, you know, we're not that close anymore. But, like, I consider them, you know, an acquaintance. And it was, it's sort of like, it's like, are you really going to have a zit on your face for three weeks? It's like a whitehead and you're never going to pop it. That's how I look at it. Like, it's got to blow at some yes. point. Yes. But try, do incremental. You got to. I remember the whole thing of like, what if we ruin the friendship? I'm like, fuck the friendship. Nikki, <laughs> yeah. keep going. My pussy's wet. He's not <laughs> we got a situation down here. I'm uncomfortable every time we hang out. I remember that. You were like, piso mojado. <laughs> I don't care about our dumb friendship. I remember he looked so sad when I said that. Yeah, He really seemed bum. And to tell you the truth, we don't have a friendship anymore because I got my heart broken and I was a bitch about it. Mm. And so he will never trust me or really be my friend again. And I did ruin the friendship because I 
because you can't really go back. Anya, you'll yeah, never be as close right. to that person as you were. You you can't go back. So that you are running that risk, Molly, but it doesn't sound like there's any other option. You got to pop that zit. Well, take the bleed. steps first. Take the steps and before scar. you get to the thing where you just come out and say it. Take the steps. Do yes, the aloof for a month. I want to hear, hear an update. Yeah. I'm sure this vo- voicemail is old because we haven't done yeah. these in a while. Can you tell us an update of what has happened Please. since? Because I know that you didn't wait for us to give you advice. <laughs> Something has happened. You were chomping at the bit, girl. Like, and if all else fails, play him this podcast and go, do you want to hear a podcast? And then that's how you can tell him. Even though I don't think that works except on TikTok. You see people be like, tell your, point to your crush in the car and they'll like point to the guy and the guy's like, really? And then they start making out and they live happily ever after. Have you seen those? Okay, let's get to the next uh, Fanthrax. Okay, here's a very cute voicemail from Catherine. Nikki, I have been a bestie since your not safe days. Oh my god. And it has been so interesting to grow with you. Aww. I love the not safe podcast so much Aww. that I even listened to Brian's alien podcast. Oh. <laughs> back, Brian. And in that time I had just graduated high school and I wow. loved your and Chris's relationship Aww. and I would often compare it to my own. And now, years later, the guy that I was seeing then and I are back together, just as you and Chris are back together. And here I am again listening to your podcast with Brian (laughs) as I'm again about to graduate, this time with my master's. It just feels like I've been zipped back to the summer of 2016, and I love this weird parallel cycle that we're on. And I can't wait to see where it takes us. All of my love, bestie. That's so sweet. I love you so much. Holy fuck. That really touched me. Me too. Oh, what about thank you me? so much you haven't listened to any of my shit <laughs> I'm, I'm sure okay, she would oh, where's our journey I want to talk about our relationship <laughs> I'm sure it's it's just off with you guys right now just like it's some, it's off and on um, that's so no sweet. that is so freaking sweet and um, it means so much to me because I've been around long enough now that I have fans from so many different stages and they'll be like I know you from Nikki and Sarah days I know you from not safe days I know you from you know, last comic standing days. Like I had a fan, Charlie Fields, come to my show last in Vegas. Like, no, it was the uh, Phoenix or no, sorry, Tucson. And he was my first fan ever. He found me from last comic standing season four, 2000, it was 2006. And I have another fan from that time too, Matt, who we text still. And it's just like so cool to like grow up with people. And I, I really, I, it's so cute to me when people say like, I watched Nikki and Sarah in high school and now they're like adult children, you know, adult people. It's just, it's really special. And I love that you're off and on again with your person. And um, yeah, and there's no shame in being off and on again. I think it's, I say a joke in my act that Chris and I have been off and on for 10 years and it always gets a laugh. And I'm like, that's the setup, you guys. Like, that's just that's just the facts. It always gets a laugh. And I'm like, what is so funny about that? What is wrong with people that like stay together or like that, br- not that stay together the whole time. Nothing wrong with that. Good for you. That break up and never get back together. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Final thought. It's like you have a lot of resilience to you. I think it's cool that you guys obviously, you know. People can break up and not get back together. I don't get it. You once spent every 
waking, let's say you lived with the person. You once lived with this person. They were your everything. You said, I love you. You had hopes and dreams of spending your whole future together. Then one day you break up and you don't talk at all anymore. And the best case scenario, you're like trying to be friends and we all know how that goes. It doesn't really work. You're co-parenting or whatever. It's, <laughs> I don't, I don't have the strength for it. I am so in awe of people that can seemingly do the thing that everyone does, which is break up forever. I don't, I, I just don't, I don't understand how you could do that. Every time Chris and I break up and I do think, okay, this could be forever. I don't even let myself entertain that. I can only break up because I know we have the ability to get back together at some point. That's the only reason I can break up. If that makes sense. Have you guys gotten back together with people you've broken up with? Um, yes. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I, I mean, I did in, in, um, in high school. I mm. my first ever girlfriend, uh, uh, she was two years older than me, and she, and she kind of like scooped me up out of obscurity to date. Was that me. her dance move? That was her <laughs> dance move. The scoop. <laughs> You'd have the punch, and she had the scoop. This is like, and then she, um, one day I found out that she had um given a uh blowjob mm-hmm. to her ex boyfriend because she felt like the 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 uh explanation was she felt like she owed him one because of all the time they <laughs> in spent high school together. that fucking makes sense somehow you know like that that was probably enough to make you go i guess you're right yeah you know like i'm sure you accepted that on some level that and i so was funny. high school brokenhearted and i was Aww. playing music as so loud that you know I, I my my dad was like can you just what was your song back then to I, help you um oh i was I was listening to uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I feel like oh, I yeah. don't have a partner. Sense. Okay. Yes. And, uh, so literal. Yes. I was. I only listened to literal songs. <laughs> I'm single now. You know, <laughs> she sucked his dick and she was his ex. Like stuff like that. Uh, and then I was very distraught. And then like six months later, I I just was like, can you want to get back together? And then for some reason I was fine with it and we did. And then we did it for like a whole nother year. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that, I think, I think it's the cool thing to do. I, and I also am someone who's terrified of committing to anything for the rest of my life. And so breaking up forever is just not ever like the song. I will, we are never, ever getting back together. Could never say that to someone. Cause it's just too, it's, I, I would have to start the grieving process and I'm not going to do that. Haven't so you I ever just always reached leave the level open. of like yuck with someone? That's what happens to me. I'm like, Ooh, you're giving me the yucks. Like I can't ever picture us. Yes. Ever being physical yes. again. I'm done. Goodbye forever. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm, uh, I don't know. I just, I, there's a part of me that says like, maybe like even when I move out of apartments that I'll never move into again, there's a part of me that's like, I could go back if I want it. Oh, I could I definitely always, go back to every is, apartment I've ever This lived is in. the point. That's the point I want to make. It's not that I want them back. I at least want the option. And so I don't know. It's like, I always knew, I always felt with Chris, like, if I really want to make this work and not that he's just like someone that will just take me back whenever. Cause it certainly was not that way. I just always knew if I wanted it, we could make it happen. And that's another thing. Like Chris and I have not been easy. It's not been easy. And all you hear from couples about how they knew 
when they knew is that it was easy. It was finally easy. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I don't relate to that at all. It doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me feel hopeful. My relationship has been a struggle. There are times when it's easy and that's fucking great, but it was not easy. And you know what? Neither was my career that I love so much. Neither was having, uh, nothing I've ever, neither was like getting into shape or learning a guitar. None of it's been easy. All these things that brought me immense joy. None of it's easy. I've enjoyed, but I've enjoyed the pain. Because it makes me appreciate Taylor Swift songs more. It makes me so much happier. Because Chris has even said before when we've been breaking up. And I've been like, please, let's just like go to therapy. And like we can work through this. Like we've worked through harder. There's been times where he has said like, do you ever just think like we're just trying to make something work that isn't working? And that it's just time to maybe give up. He said that before and like, you know, times where it, well, there was no really hope and that we had to overcome a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff was said. We, we pulled a real shiv in Tom Wom's games <laughs> last episode, if you know what I'm talking about, where we cleared the air and things are said and there's no resolution. We're just having all this dirty stuff out there. And it's felt like, and I go, look at all this. We can now clean this up because we see it, right? And he's gone, no, this is too much. And I've always said, but if... When we overcome a really hard time where we both want to like call it quits and we make it past that, I feel so much cooler and better about my relationship because we can withstand anything if we were able to get through this. And it makes me feel not that it's like that's what I should wish for everyone to have like just hard times in a relationship. But now when stuff comes up with Chris, I'm like, well, that's nothing like we've already dealt with way harder than that and i think that you know every relationship is going to face those hurdles whether it happens within your relationship or circumstantial things outside of it um but it's for me i don't like when people say it's gonna be easy you'll know because it's easy it just has never been easy with him and i um and unless unless it is when it is it's great when we're on the couch and we're like but um but now i think we could handle anything Mm. Yeah, of what I feel like through. all the fights that I've been through, like the big ones with Matt, they've all really made us closer and more committed. Of course, in the moment, it sucks, but I don't think we oh, would yeah. have been as solid if we hadn't seen those dark times. I wonder what's going to happen with Tom and Shiv. Oh, my God. I can't take it. It's not good. <laughs> Watched it last night with Anya. Watched it the night or I'm the, gonna watch it again I tonight. It twice. I, I, I watch every episode three? twice because they're masterpieces. And um, yeah, I could watch it okay, again cool. tonight and analyze it because there's things you catch, Brian. But Brian? Um, Noah, uh, Brian does, has no idea what still. we're talking about. Okay. I know oh, the yeah. names of the characters. Oh yeah, Tom and Shiv. I know their um, relationship from season one. Oh yeah. Well, let's just say no one on this show is a good person. Of course, they're all self-serving. They're all just. But you root for some of them because you know what? None of us are good people. Humans, who just said it? I was just listening to... Kendall. No, it wasn't Kendall. I was <laughs> listening friend. to something. <laughs> Andrew I know. Tate. God, no, no, no. This was a really good quote. <laughs> Where was it, Anya? I, I thought it was, I was sharing it with you guys. Yeah, humans are gonna... They're no, bad people. Humans, people are the worst humans. <laughs> or humans mm. are the worst people. Was that it? Was that succession? I thought it was Kendall. It's a quote yeah. from humans something wor- I just heard. Yeah, humans are the. I've always said humans are the worst people. No, it was some podcast uh, I was listening to, and 
Oh, it was. I think it was the, the last days of August. This <laughs> suicide podcast I've been listening yes. to. But um, humans are the worst people, and it's true. Like, and this is why I'm so upset. Well, final thought on this t- Taylor Swift Matt Thiele thing. If you are someone out there who's like, Matt Healy's problematic and we don't want our girly dating him. Why is he problematic? Blondie deserves better because a number of things. Okay. He want, he once made out with one of his audience members who had a sign that said, will you be my first kiss? And he didn't check to see if she was legal. Turns out she was, but he didn't check. Problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was he was on a podcast and someone did an impression of an Asian voice and he laughed problematic uh another time was he used the r word and then when he apologized he used the r word again to say i'm sorry for saying the r word problematic okay none of these are big yet anyone of you swifties out there who are so up in arms about our girl our blondie dating this problematic dude look at who you date Think about the guys you date. Do you think none of them have drunkenly said something racist to their friends? Mm. Not that I think that's okay, but do you think <laughs> they've never, you know, sped in a school zone oh. or called their mom a cunt to her face what? or Whoa. or maybe done some, maybe fingered a girl on a dance floor when she didn't really want it? Whoa. Of course your drunken <laughs> idiot boyfriends have done that you shit. You think none they of them ever held no a sniper rifle up to a North Korean child and forced <laughs> oh him to play God. guitar? I'm just saying no one's perfect. And even if you oh your boyfriends, your perfect Mormon, perfect, like pristine boyfriends never did any of that shit, they've at least thought some fucked up shit. No one is perfect. Leave her alone. She's allowed to date whoever the fuck she wants. Did it ever occur to you that she doesn't owe you or me anything? It doesn't matter who she dates. It doesn't matter what you think, the person you think she should date, that she's letting her fans down by associating with someone who once liked a tweet from J.K. Rowling or whatever the fuck you have it in your head that she's now associated with a problematic person. And by the way, problematic is the most problematic term I've ever heard in my fucking life. Stop using problematic because it's this tent term that you can use that can expand between liking someone's tweet of someone that once said the N-word jokingly and that you're problematic because you like to tweet of theirs three years later and you don't know that three years prior they used the n-word in a joke or they sang along to a rap song once and said the n-word you're problematic for liking their tweet so that can mean problematic that you like to tweet of someone who is problematic or it can mean that you like you know firebombed a uh a A synagogue marathon right like it's that's what problematic can be so you can just make this blanket statement about matt healy being problematic you don't know any of the facts and when you do they all list out like like you're just what who do you want her to date you know, because the Dalai Lama just made out with a kid. So anyone who seems to be so pious and p- pure for our dear Taylor Swift, she's allowed to date whoever she wants. You're never going to like whoever she dates. You know why? Only- you know why you're never going to like who she oh dates? Because you want to date her. Yeah. Because you are in love with her, just like I am. And you want her to all to yourself. You know, Joe wasn't good enough for her at the beginning either. You, you're jealous. And you're jealous not only of the person that she's dating because you you can't have her and you want to be Matt Healy and you can't be? No, I'm not gay. Yes, you are. You're gay for Taylor. You know you are. Anyone who's getting on Reddit and going, he's problematic. Here's why. Oh my God, Joe, please come back and save her. Oh my God, a third plane hit the Swifty Towers. Matt Healy's at her concert. Whatever you're saying, you're. these are the things I'm reading. You're obsessed with her. You think she owes you something. She doesn't owe you fucking anything. Anything. And also, you're jealous because she's having fun and you're in a 
loveless marriage. You're in a relationship <laughs> that's boring. Or it's love. You have lots of love. Let's say you, you, I love my partner, Nikki. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay, but it's not as exciting as the sex Taylor's having right now and you fucking know it. And you'll never have that again because you can only have that sex in the beginning of a relationship. So you see your girl out there having so much fun and you're jealous. You're jealous she's with someone else that isn't you and you're jealous she's having fun. And that in your life is miserable and you know the person that you're with has done way more problematic things if you combed through everything he ever tweeted or ever said or ever thought just as much as Matt Healy did. Matt Healy's not a bad person. He's a guy who drank a lot and does dumb shit. He's a rock star who's been enabled by fans who love him. You would do the same shit if you were him. He's and he's apologized for everything he's done. So shut up. Shut up. And just remember, Taylor Swift owes you nothing. Nothing. She doesn't owe you doing a three-hour concert in the rain. But she gave you that. We think that she... I get under the impression that she owes me something, but she owes you nothing. She can date whoever she wants. She can date Kanye if she wants. It doesn't matter. It's not connected to her music. Chill the fuck out. And you know what? Nikki, you should chill the fuck out too. I know. (laughs) I'm about to stop. Okay, so thank you for listening to the podcast. That is my final thought on Matt Healy and Taylor Swift. And that is it. Leave her alone. Let her have fun. Stop being jealous. Um... That's all for now. Thank you for listening to the show. I need to catch my breath and have a cigarette. Damn. <laughs> and, uh, and don't be kissed. And j- 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 just leave her alone and let her have fun. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 